0: now, that's for sure. Maybe I'm trying to wake up from my nap that I took today. (laughs) Hope y'all are doing well this evening. Uh, Please continue to be in prayer for Brother Mac as um, I could vouch for when I saw him this morning and how he preached this morning that he was truly relying on the Holy Spirit to get him through. So please be remembering him as he endures the pain and Hopefully that shot will take an effect this week and get them back on the road again. So, um, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about, I was thinking about what to talk about tonight and what what I was going to talk about happened this weekend, and I'm going to slide some stuff that happened this weekend, but God is really, really impressing me on a share this story or the share this lesson that um, I actually gave to the students a couple weeks ago, Uh, and it's talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the one thing that really, really, this, this the Easter season was leading up to Easter and everything, the question kept coming to my mind. Yes, I understand we set aside a day to celebrate our risen Savior, but why is it that one day a year, everybody decides to come to church? Everybody decides to show up in their best. To, to, to worship a risen Savior. See, the truth is, we should be doing that every day. Every day of our life. We should be doing that. And so, as I was contemplating on this, and there was just a lot of questions that uh, the God gave me, and I ended up speaking to the students. But I want to read these questions to you before we hit our Scripture. One is, Is the resurrection of Jesus Christ important to you? Is the resurrection of Jesus Christ important to the Gospel? Is the resurrection of Jesus Christ important to everyday life? Remember those questions. Because I promise you, you're going to be wishing you might not have answered those questions as fast when I get done. We're going to be reading in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And actually, all the way leading up to the resurrection Sunday, and even after, God had me in this chapter, and honestly, I think this is what every Easter we should be preaching, or the pastor should be preaching out of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, because there is so much about the resurrection of Jesus Christ that often gets overlooked, and we must understand that the resurrection is essential to our everyday life. I'm not going to be reading the whole chapter, I promise you. I could, yes. And honestly, it, it, it is. But anyway, I just want to read to you the verses 12 through 19. We're gonna we're gonna hem on the middle part of the chapter. But 12 through 19, and it says Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our proclamation is in vain, and so is your faith. Moreover, we are found to be false witnesses about God, because we have testified wrongly about God, that He raised up Christ, whom He did not raise up, and in fact, whom he did not raise up, if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. You are still in your sins. Those then who have fallen asleep in Christ have also perished. If we have put our hope in Christ for this life only, we should be pitied more than anyone. Father God, in the next few minutes as we break down these scriptures, God, my prayer is that first of all, You speak. Father, secondly, that our hearts would be opened. And that, Father, You would manifest Yourself in our lives. And that, Father, that we would not only hear what You're telling us to do, but, Father, we would be doers of what You're asking us to do. Father, give this Word increase right now in Your name we pray. Amen. Alright, you remember those questions? So, 1 Corinthians 12, I want to really him on that first verse. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? Now, let me give you a real quick history on the church of Corinth. They did not believe in bodily resurrection. And if something was going on in Paul's life, what did Paul do? He wrote a letter. Now, I want to say to you, if Paul was alive today, I wonder what type of letter he would write to us today. I just threw that into you, by the way. But it is something to think about. If, you, if you've ever studied the epistles that Paul wrote and the letters, all the letters that he wrote had some type of meaning. Sometimes he was getting on to a certain church, but in this, in this particular case, the church of Corinth was struggling with the bodily resurrection. They, just, they didn't believe it. And if they didn't believe in bodily resurrection, where was their faith? But I, I want to bring that in today's culture. I want that to bring this in our church age today, because it breaks my heart to say this, but I believe there's Christians that claim to be Christians that truly don't believe that Jesus rose from the dead. You can say up here, say, Thomas, how in the world can you say that? I can say that by how they live. I can say that by how the actions they're living their life based on. And we'll get to those questions here in a little bit. But the reason why I I, I believe this is because of what's going on in our world today. Many people who go to church claim to be Christians live in this mindset. They live in the delusion that Satan has given us. We live in a deceived world, a deceived life that Christ didn't raise from the dead. They have fallen into the deception that Satan has laid out for them to believe. That means they don't believe that Jesus literally rose from the dead as it clearly states in verse 13. If there is no resurrection of dead, then not even Christ has been raised. Because in order for the resurrection of dead to take place, who had to raise first? God. God. Jesus, I'm sorry, God, yeah, Jesus, Jesus had to raise from first. If He did not rise first, there is no faith. There's nothing. When we live like this, when we live our life with no resurrection power, when we, His resurrection is not only on a display on everyday life, when we are consistently going back or living our life Returning to the grave. And that's what I sometimes believe. I believe we live a life as Christians that we turn back to the grave seeking what Jesus came and died for. Seeking the very sins that Jesus came and put to death. We continually go back to the grave. Okay, where's that, where's that deal I'm struggling with? Not understanding that when Jesus Christ came, He died. He died for all our sins. Their sins were buried. He defeated hell. Everything was destroyed. Ever Not destroyed, but everything was defeated. Meaning that we as Christians can have power over sin through the power of the Holy Spirit. But yet, we often return to that grave looking for that sin we often struggle with not fully realizing that jesus conquered it jesus put it into it i mean not put it into it but he put it in of the rule on our life you know i was talking to some the other day and he said you know i was struggling with sin i said I just feel like chained to sin. He said, no, you are a child of God. The only way you're chained to sin is because you chained yourself to sin. Because as brothers and sisters in Christ who've accepted Jesus Christ in the heart, we have been free from the bondage of sin. That means when Jesus died, when He rose from the grave victoriously, He defeated hell, He defeated death, and He defeated sin forevermore. Therefore, as a child of God, you are no longer bound to any sin because you have freedom and power through the Son of God. But if you're struggling with that sin, it's because the Satan has deceived you into thinking, I've got you. You can't go nowhere. We've been deceived, church. Sometimes I feel like we're living in illusion. Illusion. Everybody knows what an illusionist is. He does all these crazy tricks. Oh, this looks so cool when the real thing's happening right here that we don't see. We're being deceived. You know, I go back to this verse. Time and time again with the students. Students. And I know I've said it to you guys. But I believe it's a verse that we tend to overlook. And it's John 14, 6. Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. A lot of times we try to find our own way. Even as Christians, we say, oh, I can do this and be just fine. No. No. That's not the way of the Father. Well, I can believe this little... No, that's a lie. We are to follow the truth. Well, this truth is... No, what does the Bible say? That's wrong. We've been deceived into into following false truths. And you know what is even, even more sad? Moreover, we are found to be false witnesses about God Because we have testified wrongly about God that He raised up Christ. As Christians, like we are called to be the light of Jesus Christ. We are called to live out the Gospel of Jesus Christ in our very own life so that others can see. If Jesus did not raise up from the dead, then we are false witnesses. And what does Jesus say about false witnesses? Stay away from them. So, how do you make sense of that? How do you make sense of that? Going back to John 14, 6, if Jesus is the truth, why is the truth being covered up and hidden today? I've gotten to the point where I can't watch news anymore because you don't know what's true. I follow a certain people that I know that are Christian people, Christian-based organizations. But even sometimes you're still leery. What is truth today? When truth has been covered up time and time again for generations and generations and generations. What is truth? I know one thing, Jesus is truth. And if it goes against this, you need to run from it. Everything that is said, everything that is done needs to be held to this. If there's any little sliver, I don't care if it's a paragraph long and one word is false, that whole paragraph is false. Line it up with this. Because church, it's time for us to serve a risen Savior Every day of our life. It is time for us to be living like we live for the King of Kings who is alive and well. I don't know about you, last time I talked, I talked to Him. He talked back to me. I know He's alive and well. And it's time to have that type of life in our life. If Jesus is the truth and the truth is being hidden today, does that mean that many don't believe in the truth of His resurrection? You asked me, I know some of you, Asked me a minute ago. How in the world can you ask that question? But if Christians are hiding the truth or not following the truth because they've been deceived and Jesus is the truth, then do they really believe that He resurrected from the dead? You can't cover up the truth and believe in the resurrection. You just can't. At the same time, you can't, be, uh, you can't receive the truth and not believe in the resurrection. So, I'm going to ask you again. If we believe in the resurrection, but I'm going to add something to this question. If we believe in the resurrection, but we're not living in the power of resurrection, what do you really believe If we believe in the resurrection, but His resurrection is not on display in our life each and every day, then do you really believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ? This weekend, the speaker, he gave a definition of believe that I really love. And it says, when you believe in something, is when you exhaust yourself and you throw yourself on Jesus. God, here I am. Take me. I want to ask you again, church. How many of you believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ? I want to ask you another question. If you believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, then why is there no resurrection power on your life every day? why do we keep going back to the grave? Because we've got to understand something. When Jesus split that grave wide open, the same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in us if we are blood-bought, born-again believers in Jesus Christ. End of story. You can't argue with me because guess what? That's found in the Word of God. God. If you want to argue with me about it, you're arguing with God. So yes, this question hurts. If you truly believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, where is the resurrection power being displayed on your life? These are the questions that God gave me as I was studying leading up to Resurrection Sunday. Don't get me wrong. I can't wait till we get to heaven. I can't wait to the second resurrection when I get rid of this body, because understand this: if you don't believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, you don't get your resurrected body. I don't know about you. I'm ready to go to heaven, and I know this body ain't going. Just like when Jesus rose from the grave, he had his glorified body prepared for all eternity. And just like when the day comes where we are resurrected, we get our new resurrected bodies, our bodies will be able to last for eternity. But there's another thing there's a lot of people out those doors. There's a lot of people in churches that don't believe the truth. They really don't believe the truth. They may be people like the Corinthian church. Didn't believe in the resurrection. Oh, that's, that's a fairy tale. Man. If they don't believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, their faith is dead. And see, this is why I wondered, you know, leading up to this, because the resurrection of Jesus Christ is essential to our faith in Jesus Christ. We should wake up every morning worshiping God, praising God. Thank You, Jesus, for raising from the dead. Thank You that because that You resurrected from the dead, I can go out and show the resurrection power through the power of Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit. That power should be displayed in our hearts and our lives, and every time we speak, every time we talk, people see, whoa, there's something about you, I want that. You want to know how to witness? Your testimony. I always believe. Your testimony is the greatest witnessing tool and how you can share the gospel. And a lot of excuses I hear people don't come to church. Why? That church is boring. What do y'all do? Why do you think so many churches are going to activities? Church should be fun. And no, I'm not saying bring in activities. Church should be fun because we're coming and fellowshipping with Jesus with amongst other brothers and sisters in Christ. We're seeing the Holy Spirit move. We shouldn't walk out of here saying, you know what such and such said. We should be walking out of here saying, wow, did you know what Jesus did today? When you go to bed tonight, do you know you should be asking? Wow, do you know what Jesus did today? wow i got to talk to somebody i've been praying for years about jesus and guess what he accepted christ that's what we should be talking about but the sad truth is we're not the sad truth is not If the resurrection of Jesus Christ is important to you, stop returning to the grave and start proclaiming His resurrection power. It's really all I can say. If you really love Jesus, and if you really believe in Jesus and you believe in His resurrection power, that should change you and that should be your driving force to guide your life to guide every word you say to guide every step you go because go back to the question why are we here why are we here we're here to glorify Our resurrected Savior. And it doesn't need to happen once a year. It needs to happen 365 days a year, 366 days on leap year. This is where we need to get to as a church. Hey, I'm not there either. When God gave me this, He was speaking to me as well. But understand this. This is some place that we need to get to. We need to get to where every day we celebrate Jesus' resurrection as if it just happened. We need to be the Peter and John as they race to the tomb. We need to be that Mary, where have you taken my Lord? And when Jesus spoke to her. Whoa, Jesus you're alive. That's what we should be doing every day. Run and tell them our friends, our family. Guess what? Jesus is alive today. They may say, "Well, duh." No, I'm saying Jesus is really alive today. And he woke me up just to tell you that. That should be our life. Christianity should be our life. Jesus should be our life and it should make us happy and drive us to tell others, to show others that he is alive. And it's time for us to tell the world, to show the world that Jesus is alive in our lives and he can be alive in the world's life. Father God, thank you for this day you've given to us. Father, thank you for this word. Father, these questions, you know, they were a blow to me. But, God, the truth is if we believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Father, then your resurrection power should be displayed on our life each and every day, moment by moment. Father, if we truly believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, then, Father, we'll stop going back to the grave looking for those sins. Father, Jesus is alive. He is alive. And He is alive forevermore. Father, this is something we need to, we have to.